hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast, Inside Career Technical Education. I'm pleased to have you here with us today. I'm Ann Baldwin. And I'm Jim Beloga, Ann's co-host, president and CEO of Port Chester Institute and YTI Career Institute. That's right. He's a busy guy, but never too busy to talk about the things that matter when it comes to both PCI and YTI. And we've got Kate Shorey with us today. And Kate is the vice president of operations for the Neurology Center of New England. And she is a firecracker. Not only does Kate have red hair, but she's a firecracker. So say hi to Kate. <laughs> and welcome, Kate. I'm excited. <laughs> so, Kate, I'm excited. Excited to be here. Yeah, Thanks. it's great. And and we were just down visiting your facility in Foxborough not that long ago. Talk a little bit about what you do there. And I know that your your business and your footprint has really expanded very quickly. Uh, yes. Um, so I oversee a practice of 10 providers, uh, 30 employees. Uh, we have five MDs, two NPs, three physical therapists. We have an infusion and research clinic here. Um, and along with our medical assistants and front staff, um, we have a large range of employees here um, as the practice keeps on growing and growing. Wow, that's, uh, that's impressive. Uh, so so um, maybe talk a little bit about, you know, the practice and why is it growing and, and is, there any, um, is there any part of uh, sort of medical marijuana involved in the process? Medicinal. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So um, Dr. Salvatore Napoli, he um, owns this practice, um, and he actually certifies patients for medical marijuana. So uh, in the neurology area, we have your oral medications, your injectable and your infusion medications. Um, And sometimes patients um, that we've, you know, gone through research programs and um, just kind of figuring out the need outside of um, the pharma. Mm-hmm. Uh, industry for treatments and care for the patients. Um, so we've now done some research into medical marijuana, and we're certifying patients here and advising them to uh, try different approaches uh, to their treatment plan. Right. And one of the things that I noticed about Neurology uh, Center of New England, and, you know, both your doctor and, and Kate spoke to this, is it really is more of a personalized one, one-stop care facility Mm. you know there's all these big boxes and we know access is getting harder and harder but just their their practiced attitude towards one-on-one patient care i was very very impressed it it was just unbelievable and one of the things too is uh jim as you are well aware they've got a great partnership um, with porter and chester institute so talk a little bit about that partnership and how porter and chester institute and you all work together So uh, February makes it six years in the making of this great relationship. Um, I feel it's very vital. I'm on the advisory board as well. Um, So I can actually give the feedback of all the changes that are happening in medical and, you know, let them know the the electronic medical records um, to uh, show what changes that are happening, um, which most healthcare facilities are using, the portals, um, the referrals and the prior authorizations where we can actually bring that real life scenario back to the schools and they can uh, educate their students and incorporate that into learning process so that when they could do come to our office for externship they're a little bit more prepared and so it's an easier approach for having that 
student uh, do an externship and then hopefully hire that student as well here. Right. If you're just uh, tuning in, we're speaking with Kate Shorey, and she's the vice president of operations for Neurology Center of New England. And Kate, when you and I met, um, you also mentioned that the externship, you know, you can learn the basics, you can learn what you need to learn, but it also gives your practice an opportunity to try out the person to see if they're going to be a good fit Mm -hmm. within your practice. So in a lot of these cases, the externships turn into full-time jobs, but not always. Uh, Yes, that is true. So when they start the process here of their um, externship, um, we get to see how they interact with the students, how they interact with the patients, and you kind of get a feel to see if it's really what they're interested in, where their heart is truly. Um, you know, in medical, you can have all different disease states and all different departments, internal medicine, rheumatology, gastro, neurology, and neurology is a, a unique um, disease state where, you know, you really have to have the patients and for the students to come here and extern, um, you know, they see that piece of it and they, you know, it's surprising to see that the students that really want to go into neurology after having an externship here, um, you know, it's one of the parts that makes it exciting to see someone that is leaving Porter and Chester and really go into, um, you know, what they truly love and what they went to school for. Yeah, Kate, you know what would be helpful is for the listeners is maybe just yeah, sure. ident- identify some of the qualities that you value, um, you know, at your center in, in terms of, you know, the qualities that the students need to possess that will make them a, a good candidate for, for an externship position, but, but more importantly, you know, a great, a great, uh, you know, position them in a great way to, to get hired by you guys. Um, so the students, um, would have to have patience. Um, they would have to have that customer service base, Um, We deal with a lot of Alzheimer's patients here, Mm -hmm. Um, so you need to kind of have that understanding when things are um, difficult for patients to comprehend and they just need that little bit of extra time. Um, We also have our migraine patients here as well that if they're coming in and not feeling well and to kind of have that compassion and understanding that it's not about the students or the employees, it's actually about the patients. And even though they might be upsetting um, that the students, by having the externship and, you know, learning at Porter and Chester, to kind of have that um, soft approach right. to mm-hmm. these patients. The bedside manner, which is also right. a component of it. The bedside manner. And, and um, you know, I know with the Infusion Center, you're, you're currently expanding in your, your current facility, and they're, they're making that, and they're re- renovating that to make it a nice, because when you have an infusion, you can sit there for hours and hours oh, sure. on a regular yeah. basis. So. To give people that relaxing atmosphere and to have people around you that make you feel more relaxed, I mean, that, that's half the battle. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I want you to talk about, Kate, is the investment that Neurology Center of New England also puts into the externs and eventually the employees. You do a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, we also have um, scholarships here for the students and um, employees and continuing education. Um, We want to actually elevate um, the employees here. Again, I was a medical assistant. I moved to office manager, VP of operation. We've had other medical assistants that moved into research roles. Um, We've had other uh, medical assistants that moved into Botox disport coordinator roles. So we definitely want to grow the employees.
employees here and elevate them within. So for, so for our listeners, what advice would you give them if they wanted to consider pursuing you know, a career as a medical assistant? I would say that they should definitely do that. With medical assistant, there are so many other opportunities and avenues where you just don't have to have direct patient care, seeing a patient um, in an office visit. They are offering medical assistants working in hospitals. Um, the insurance companies are starting to hire medical assistants um, to do um, over-the-phone triaging. Um, there are workers' comp. Um, there are many opportunities in research and other um, departments um, in the medical field. So to kind of, you know, say that medical assistants are now kind of moving outside of that box. Right. It's, it's almost an before. underestimated, it's almost an underestimated title, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting in that, you know, our program deals with uh, or addresses the clinical aspect as well as the administrative aspect. Right. But it certainly sounds um, uh, from listening to Kate that it's actually getting a little bit more the, the administrative side is getting a little bit more extended into other things like research and other other sort of co- right. patient patient centric right. um, uh, opportunities. Maybe not directly dealing with the patient, but but interacting with them through through technology. Right, and with the workplace shortage and, and the shortage of healthcare workers, you know, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for someone to enter this field to really take it to the next step quickly, probably because you know if you're eager to learn and you've got the knowledge, they'll continue to teach you, and then I think the sky's the limit. So hopefully. Hopefully people got that out of, out of this podcast. I really hope so. I think the message is very strong, and we appreciate, I'm sure Jim appreciates it, and we have to say thanks to Andy Cerrone, who started this relationship six years ago. Um, so thank you so much, Kate, for being with us and continued success. Thank you for having me. And, of course, we couldn't do this without you, our viewers. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of Inside Career Technical Education. We'll see you next time.